Growth can be painful sometimes, but not nearly as much as staying where you shouldn't be in the first place. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in psychology and who wants to develop the most useful people and life skills for yourself and for the people around you. This will be an episode on change and changing, something that, whether we like it or not, we need to do and we actually do, as long as we are alive. Because nothing that lives stays the same. Life is constant change, constant reinvention. It's said that every cell in your body gets replaced in about seven years. Now, I don't know if this statement is true or not, but I do know that we change, that we evolve. And personally, I think if there's a purpose in life, something that's definite and the same for everyone, it might be this. It might be evolution. It might be growth. And sometimes the thing that we resist the most is the one that is the most useful, the most helpful. Quite often we feel complacent. We don't feel like we need to change. And we might as well think that we are just right the way we are. And there is something to it. I used to be very much into Zen Buddhism and other schools that teach that. That you don't need to run around chasing things. Or that there is no such thing as self-development or self-improvement. And there is a point to it. Because quite often we are chasing things that we don't need to be chasing. Because other people want us to do it. On the other hand, I wouldn't want to be patting myself on the back doing nothing. Not doing better today than I did yesterday. So change might as well be about making the right adjustments at the right time and in the right measure. And this is something that we need to do for ourselves. Nobody else can do it for us. Neither does it make sense to want other people to change without us chipping in. Because when we want other people to make a change, when we are not willing to do it ourselves, What this means is we are resisting change. We don't want to take the steps and we want other people to make it easy on us. There is this famous saying that you need to be the change that you want to see in the world. And this is very true in the way a realistic change can happen. Because you have influence on the people around you And in fact, through the people that you interact with, you have indirectly measurable influence on the people that your friends and acquaintances know that you don't know. In fact, there is a number of layers of acquaintances that you can change, that you can influence 
without ever meeting them. And this is true on social media and in real life. So whenever you want to make a change or you want something to be different, you need to look inside. To look at what you see there that you want to change. Because this is where you have all the power that you need. So if you're serious about this, take a look at a day in your life and break it down into what you do. A list of things that you do, a list of habits. Because chances are you do things pretty much the same way every day. Even people who believe they don't, who pride themselves in being very spontaneous, they typically have a way of being spontaneous. So take a look at your habits, as many as you can, in a given day. List them. Then look at what they contribute. Do they bring something or not? Are they a good use of your time and energy? Do they bring in return or not? Are some of them counterproductive, perhaps? Now, for those things that you want to change, that are not ROI positive, so to speak, that don't enrich your life in some way, take a look at the triggers that are there. For example, for many people, if they overeat and if they eat too many sweets, oftentimes the trigger is stress of some sort. We feel stressed out and we want to comfort ourselves with something sweet. So that's what we do without thinking much about it. Now think about how you can interrupt the pattern. For example, if you have some sweet things in a drawer or in a cabinet or cupboard and it's the first thing that you see when you open it, you're setting yourself up even without any other trigger, what will you do when you open it? Of course, you'll eat the candy. So, a good idea might be to hide it from plain sight, so that you don't actually see it and you don't get triggered unconsciously. Now, when another trigger happens, such as stress, you may want to take a look at the process in your mind that goes from, I'm stressed out, I need a relief, to, where's the candy? So that you become better at seeing the process, so that you can interrupt it. And you can play this in your mind and see how you can do that. If you take this really seriously, make the list of all your habits and then do this for every negative one, or any one that is not positive. Find the triggers and deal with them. Then work on removing the negative habits and even on the low-priority activities that may be the things that you do to kill the time when you have nothing better to do. Then think about some other things that might support you while you change. 
as you make the cuts in the list of the things that don't bring anything to you, there will be holes in your day that you will naturally want to fill. Because if you don't, you'll go back to what you did before. And this is the time when you want to invest in yourself. Think about, as you consider all the pluses and minuses, what you need to change. What do you want to invest in? And this can be a small thing like a change of haircut or buying new clothes. Especially if you think about self-development and making more of yourself. A simple thing like that can make a pretty big difference because you are being judged on the way you dress, on the way you look. And if you're a nerdy guy, for example, like I used to be and still am in some ways, a simple thing like taking your girlfriend or a female friend shopping for clothes who can help you replace your wardrobe that you've had for 10 years with something new and stylish can go a very long way as a start. And if that is the case, then the first thing you might want to do is take all your old clothes that you've had since high school and burn it, get rid of it. And as well as changing your look, changing your environment is really important. Decluttering your home, rearranging things, including furniture, to make some new fresh changes goes a long way. Some people, what they do is make a dream board where you have pictures of what success means to you, what you want to be like, what you want to have in your life, in various areas of your life, such as money, material success, relationships, health. What can you find that best represents your ideas of success? Paying attention to your thoughts is key because when we try to make a change, our natural response is to resist. Because to our unconscious mind, change is dangerous. It's new. It's untested. So, reframing your thoughts, reframing your fears may be important. And there are different ways of reframing your beliefs and your ideas. Probably the most profound that I can recommend is the ABC model that I talked about in one of my early episodes. You might listen to this one or Google it. It's about how to change the way you think about things to make it more positive. And it has to do with seeing the positives that might accrue to you when you do new things and when you think about things better in more useful ways. On the way to self-development, one of the rules that I have is I want to do something new every day, literally every day. And it doesn't matter how big or small it is. It can be going to new places, but it works best if you meet new people there and you interact with them. You make friends. 
you figure out other people's lives and interests and opportunities. Creating the habit of going out to events at least a few times a week where you meet people, where you talk to them. And these people come from different backgrounds, possibly different countries. Is a really eye-opening experience. As you make the changes that you want to make, be sure to make them measurable and realistic. Because nothing is worse than creating a goal that is so grand you can't possibly achieve it. Now, the goal may be great in the end, but it's the journey that matters. And you need to split it into chunks that make sense on the way to your success and to your ideal self. Because nobody can become perfect while anyone can make baby steps which actually lead you somewhere because they work with your mind better. So create a lot of milestones and make sure to reward yourself at each one of them. Take a lot of rest. Rest is important. We need it to be at our best. Nobody can really make a lasting change when they're tired, overworked and exhausted. And as you stay on your course, make sure you surround yourself with people who represent the idea of success that you have to you. People who are on a similar journey themselves, or at least on a journey, because so many people are not. Surrounding yourself with success models is the most beneficial prop that you can have that will pull you up without you actually having to do anything. Now, I don't advocate being passive in self-development, but the truth is this one thing alone can have more of an impact than anything else combined. Our environment influences us so much on an unconscious level, it's not even funny. So make use of it. In what ways you can use this to support yourself in your progress. And realize that while we like to focus on the end, on the end result, it's never that that makes the whole thing really valuable. It's always the journey. It's always the experience that we have when we are trying new things, when we are discovering things, when we are learning how things actually work that we can use to our benefit and to other people's benefit. So create the journey for yourself. Make it ideal for yourself. Appreciate every milestone and have fun with it. Because at the end of the day, when all that you've set for yourself to achieve is finished, you won't be looking back at the goal that you set for yourself. It's always the journey that will bring you the best memories.
you're the sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. Who you are, in turn, determines what you can do. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, tell your friends. For questions, suggestions, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to create the best possible life for yourself and others, and through what you do, leave the world better than you found it.